Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. We wanted to, to uh, talk to our guest, and that is Lieutenant General Dr. Ephraim Lapid. He is a senior research fellow, Europa Institute, a former IDF spokesperson. A very, very good morning to you. Thank you for joining us. How are you doing? Yes, uh, I'm uh, personally I'm I'm fine, but uh, mm. the situation in Israel is very tragic, especially today. After nine, uh, nine, I, I saw that uh, soldiers uh, were killed in Gaza. Right, which is quite remarkable considering they're just attacking unarmed civilians. Um, that is just, uh, yeah, I say that uh, just a little bit ironically. But uh, terrible, terrible news coming out of Israel. Nine soldiers today, two unfortunately yesterday as well. And this is the price of war. This is the price that unfortunately uh, Israel knew that they were going to be paying uh, in order to root out Hamas, and uh, this is the uh, this is the challenge. And of course, whilst this happens, and whilst we see a lot of information, misinformation, and disinformation coming out of the region, uh, the world is pressurizing Israel for a ceasefire. Can we just talk a little bit about that? Uh, what what? what we understand why I would imagine uh, people who are concerned about civilians would want a ceasefire. But the reality is that could Israel afford to give us a two to allow a ceasefire at the moment? Yes, uh, you you uh, mentioned the reality, and mm. I think that uh, the reality is that we should change uh, the reality uh, between. Uh, Israel and Gaza. In the past, uh, we had a special routine, which meant that uh, we allow uh, some uh, dozens, some dozens of thousands of uh, uh, Gaza inhabitants uh, to work in Israel. We thought that the aim of the Gazanians, uh, the aim of Hamas, is to rule a territory with a future of economy, with a future of welfare, that's what uh, we uh, had a big mistake. Now we understand that we have to change it, first of all, militarily, and after all, uh, we have to think also about the day after, we have to change also politically. Uh, The uh, situation now is that uh, we are in the midst of uh, our first goal to change militarily the situation there, to cut the ability of Hamas, something which is a very tremendous challenge, uh, to uh, cut the ability of Hamas uh, militarily, and to cut also their uh, ability to rule the area. We cannot, we cannot destroy the ideological the ideology of uh, Hamas this is a, a extreme religious uh, ideology it's Islam against Judaism exactly as uh, we say that the Hamas is equivalent to Isis mm. and uh, this is the Nazi Isis Hamas terror uh, organization something that the world at all not only Israel the world at all, has to uh, fight and to cope with it. 
and the, uh, for the time being, we see that the world is with us. Speaking about ceasefire, ceasefire is a uh, phase that we have, of course, to look for, but only after we will, be, uh, we will prevail in our first uh, uh, target. The second target, which is almost equivalent to the first, is to free the hostages. 240 people, babies, women, old uh, people, a, a, a terminology that is not known in the world in the uh, term of prisoners of war. These are not prisoners of war. They are not soldiers. They are innocent people that uh, that Hamas uh, uh, took them from, from the beds on uh, October 7th. Mm, mm. So, uh, but the reality, the, reality is, the reality is even if those hostages were returned, let's just say, say that Hamas realized today that they were in a vulnerable position, they say, okay, we'll return the hostages, uh, call for a ceasefire. Uh, the, the reality is that Israel probably still could ill afford to agree to it until the network is properly destroyed because otherwise it, it just rebuilds and goes back to, to where it was. They might have taken out many of the top leaders of Hamas, but the reality is so more will come through the system and it might not take one year, but it can take five or ten years and uh, there's a good chance we'll be back to where we started. Exactly. Uh, we see the uh, slogan that uh, ceasefire vis-à-vis -vis, uh, uh, freedom of the hostages is the psychological terror. It's psychological terror because uh, if we uh, uh, negotiate with them really uh, how, how to do it, they will not, uh, it, it is not enough for them uh, to have ceasefire, they will, uh, uh, they demand uh, a, a lot of more. But uh, uh, we uh, publicly uh, don't allow ourselves to uh, continue with uh, this uh, psychological warfare that uh, they uh, they manage every day, every day in different uh, ways of uh, the emotions uh, of the Israeli society uh, and uh, uh, ceasefire will be mm. only after we will achieve the targets that uh, we put in our highest priority in order to ensure a certain uh, future uh, for uh, uh, our uh, relations uh, in the Middle East. It's not only with Hamas. It has direct impact to the uh, presence of uh, Israel in the Middle East, and if you want, also in the world. Luckily, and, uh, or fortunately, uh, we are, uh, are now with another 33, 33 countries that have uh, some uh, citizens of them in the hands of Hamas. So, uh, speaking about terror is not only anti-Israeli terror, it's uh, anti-world anti 
טרור, גלובל טרור that Hamas produce now. Yeah, and uh, and the other interesting thing is if Israel Israel has definitely uh, there's a perception that they were vulnerable and potentially weak given what happened on on October the 7th no doubt that emboldens Israel's enemies we see that now with Yemen not that uh, Yemen is is uh, in of itself is much of a threat but it's only a threat uh, it's a threat because of Iran but all of a sudden you have a place like Yemen declaring war on Israel that is that is as a direct result i think of the Uh, perception that maybe Israel isn't as strong as it was. So if Israel doesn't reclaim its um, the upper hand in the area, and if it doesn't proc- uh, re-establish the the notion of its strength, unfortunately, it will pay the price. Yes, uh, Yemen uh, for uh, South African uh, audience. is in the middle of the way, in the middle of the way between Israel and South Africa. But Yemen is only a symbol. Yemen is direct uh, uh, hand of uh, Iran. Iran uh, as a uh, Muslim uh, empire wants to enlarge uh, its uh, impact on the, uh, on the Middle East. And uh, they have uh, some links in uh, Syria, in Lebanon, in Gaza, and even in uh, Yemen. Uh, uh, their uh, forces by uh, the Houthis, uh, it's a Shi'i uh, section mm. uh, of uh, Islam. Uh, they have a, a very impressive uh, uh, Capability, uh, military capability with ground-to-ground missiles uh, like they used it uh, in the past uh, against Saudi Arabia and now uh, against uh, Israel. But here, we, uh, fortunately, uh, we have uh, the United States mm. uh, military presence uh, in the area. And uh, But yesterday, first time, We had our own independent uh, capability to hit their missiles. Amazing. Something that uh, you mm. understand is mm. more mm. than 1,000 kilometers. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. Unfortunately, uh, Lieutenant General Dr. Fram Lapid, we do need to leave it there. It is a 701. He is a senior research fellow at the Europa Institute, former IDF spokesperson, talking to us about the dangers of a ceasefire at the moment. Good morning.